let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out of pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate, it's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If you miss any of these live three hours, one to four, pick it up on the iHeartRadio app. The podcast will be up there just after four o'clock. John and Ken on demand. Also accessible at KFIAM640.com. We'll get to the big story later on of the man that ran over the high school students. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, all we know. This is Westlake High School. Yesterday afternoon was actually during this hour where this man, after stabbing a worker, at a Walmart in Simi Valley, eventually goes to his family's home in Camarillo, gets in some kind of dispute, and then decides to get in his car, and they say on purpose, run over these high school students, one of which died, another in critical condition. We'll give you all we know about this uh, creepy story involving what appears to be a homeless person. Coming up in a few minutes, we begin the hour by talking again to the mayor of Coronado. Richard Bailey was on our show not too long ago to talk about how they pretty much had their homeless problem down to one person, one one homeless person. But this is different. And the El Segundo Times went on the attack with this headline. This exclusive island town might be California's biggest violator of our affordable housing laws. Now, we brought you uh, the case of Huntington Beach over the last few weeks because Huntington Beach is being told by Newsom to build 13,000 units in their city, which is largely suburban. And so these would be mostly condos, apartments. Uh, they want to build upwards. And Huntington Beach is telling Newsom to go stuff it. It's our town, and uh, we'll, we'll be in charge of our zoning. Well, similarly, uh, the state is telling uh, Coronado, which is uh, mostly an island, 
It's eight square miles, right? Uh, that uh, they have to build this affordable housing and, and the medium for... home value is two point two million. Yeah, it's a wealthy area, <laughs> yes, and yes. and you know basically Carnado's telling Newsom, uh, "Go away." Yep. We're going to do twenty-one thousand we people live there. So here's the angle in the El Segundo uh, Pravda Times. Uh, they they focus on um, the two hundred housekeepers at the Hotel Del Coronado. Who can't and, afford to live in Coronado, right? Right. right. To cut so they, down their commuting time. They have to they have to drive some distance. Hmm. Isn't that the case in a lot of places though? Of course it is. Isn't that why the Inland Empire blew up with housing? Because people couldn't afford like Orange County? Isn't that kind of the way it works? Yeah, that's that's the way it works. Um yeah. well they they want to change the way it works. We have to live like they want us to. Remember that. They are our overlords, our masters. They ah. decide how we live. Not if we rebel. Well, uh, let's get the uh, mayor, Richard Bailey, on with us. Richard, how are you? Hey, doing good, my friends. Good afternoon to you both. Yes, by the way, yes. how, how's that one vagrant that you had? How's he doing? <laughs> you know what? I've been really excited to see the, the conversation on homelessness throughout the Senegal region really start to uh, take a turn. We're actually seeing the mayor of San Diego take some really big strides on cracking down on illegal uh, lodging in the city of San Diego. So I think we're actually starting to see some progress. Uh, throughout our region down here in San Diego County. Good. All right. So let's talk about this. What's what's Coronado saying to Sacramento about building more of these this housing? Well, Coronado, just like a lot of cities up and down the state of California, what we're looking for is just some common sense policies. Historically, what we have seen is that land use decisions are typically made by the people most closely uh, most closely related to the voters that elected them. So you're looking at land use decisions uh, within the cities. But what we've seen over the past several years is that those land use decisions are now moving further and further away from local officials and into the hands of officials in the city of Sacramento at the state legislature. So yes. to put things in perspective for your listeners, at the city of Coronado, we have a population of about 26,000 residents. And you had mentioned that we have eight square miles within our city boundaries, but we only have one square mile within our land use authority. And within that one square mile, we currently have those 26,000 residents, which makes us the most densely populated city Wait, in San Diego County. What's the other square miles? Good question. So uh, the other square miles are state lands, and also a big chunk of it is uh, the naval base. So we have the largest naval base in the continental uh, west coast. Uh, located within our city limits. And here's the real kicker. Now, check this out. The state of California is counting the jobs on those bases, on the base of Naval Base Coronado, towards our housing allocation. <laughs> but what the state says is that even if houses, housing units are built on base, they won't count that towards our housing goals. So they're counting the jobs towards our housing allocation, but not the housing units on base towards our housing goals. It really is an upside-down world right now that defies all reason and actually just basic economics. Well, they're intentionally cooking the books. Well, what's your response to the uh, L.A. Times saying, well, your housekeepers can't afford to live on Coronado and they have tough commutes? <laughs> well, my response to that is I would simply ask him, why, would, why should we limit that privilege of living in Coronado to the housekeepers that serve Coronado? Why not extend that to the housekeepers that uh, serve uh, hotels over in the city of Chula Vista or Imperial Beach or, or, or wherever, yes. um, that, that, that just simply defies reality or simply defies economic reality. And that's not how we allocate our resources in a market-based system. 
Now, we know Huntington Beach is involved in a whole lawsuit with California, the state. Is What's going on as far as the legal issues with your city and the state and all this mandated housing? So this is a really untested uh, legal waters here. So we've seen a lot of changes in state housing policy and state housing laws. So we're not exactly sure how this is all going to play out. The city of Coronado, and I'm sure this is the same for other cities across the state, are doing our best to comply with the state law to the greatest extent possible while also maintaining the quality of life that have made our communities, the communities that they, that they are. And what we're running into is these challenges where every single city has a unique constraint, which is why land use authority used to be relegated to the individual cities. And by having Sacramento control land use policies, it makes it very difficult to comply with state law because they're unfamiliar with the unique constraints that all of our cities face. It's, so, it's really none of their business. And it's not their business, and, and they don't live in Coronado. You and your, your government does, and so you get, you get to choose. And the public gets to replace you if they don't like the way you're handling zoning policy. That, that's what it should be. I have to share this quick fact with you, with you and your uh, listeners. So the state of California used to provide uh, funds for low-income housing. And the city of Coronado, we had about $4 million in funds remaining. They could only be spent on low-income housing. We actually looked into using these funds uh, in other cities to stretch those dollars out further to actually build more housing units. Uh, the state told us we couldn't do that. So we had to spend that $4 million on a tiny little duplex, a rundown duplex in Coronado is where $4 million of taxpayer money was spent to build two low-income housing units. Um, and so it really just makes you question, does the state really have affordable housing in mind? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, I felt terrible having to spend this money, but if we didn't, we would lose it and we wouldn't get credit for the state housing policy, the state housing goals. That's nuts. Uh, everything's nuts, isn't it? So you're just going to continue to ignore uh, whatever Sacramento demands? Or are you going to end so up right in court now, soon? Sac- Here's what Sacramento is doing. Sacramento has passed laws that basically say if you have a housing element that is out of compliance, as Coronado's is, as has Huntington Beach's is, the state is actually giving developers the, the legal right to come into those towns and build by right large multifamily developments. And so they are completely usurping the city's uh, own housing, uh, the city's own zoning. And so they're, they're really bringing out the big sticks here to, to threaten cities in compliance. The challenge for cities like Coronado is it's darn near impossible to cram 10% more housing units in a, as you mentioned earlier, for all intents and purposes, an island with one square mile of land use authority. You'd have to build up. You'd have to build some pretty major apartment buildings and such, right? It, well, you would. And here's, here's another kicker. The state does not actually require the units we build or units to get zoned be deed restricted. And so what you'll end up happening, what will end up happening in Coronado is you'll end up having a very high-density multifamily development built uh, all throughout Coronado, and these units will sell for $2.5 to $3 million. Yeah, you're not going to get cheap housing out of that. No. When they they carry on about affordable housing, you can't build affordable housing in wealthy areas. You can't. That's the market there. You can't change the market. You You can't. And the state seems to believe that increasing density along the coast will drive down prices but that's simply not true. No. I mean, the, the, here in Coronado, we're going to see the prices continue to rise no matter how many units we build. All right, Mayor Bailey, we appreciate you talking to us once again, and we'll keep an eye on the situation. Maybe we'll have you back. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, guys.
Uh, that's the mayor of Coronado, Richard Bailey, the wonderful little island there off of San Diego, and uh, their fight with the state of California over building more this, housing. This this is the silly socialism. Uh, these writers, uh, Liam Dillon, uh, he covers housing affordability. Yeah. Uh, look, there's no such thing. You're going to have wealthy enclaves. The wealthy want to live among other. It's always going to be that. You're not going to change kind it. kind of the market system, which rules you, wonderfully you, in most cases. You, you don't get to build a city where uh, you, you, you have a, 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 an X amount of wealthy people, an X amount of middle class. Yeah, that's X, central planning. That's it, the right, the it mayor does, put it correctly in the Times article. He called it central planning mandates. It, it doesn't work that way. And it shouldn't work that way. You have to earn money in order to earn the privilege of living in, in, in a wealthy environment. That's that's the point. That's the incentive to go to work. That's the incentive to do better. And obviously not everyone's going to get there. And that's just the way life is. And there's nothing wrong with wealthy people living in big homes. Nothing. Yeah, right, it's a free country. That's the way it's supposed to work. You don't like it. You're just a silly socialist fool. You're a child. <laughs> Only children think this way. An SSF. Silly socialist fool. All right. Coming up next, you'll have a keyword. Final one on our show for your chance to win thousand dollars kfi am 640 live everywhere in the iheart radio app you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 big story in southern california today are the teens that attended westlake high school in thousand oaks who were run over yesterday afternoon during this very hour one of them died his name is wesley welling a 15 year old there's a gofundme that's already been set up uh on his behalf and his family's behalf. Uh, another teen that was struck is in critical condition. The other two teens are expected certainly to survive. Uh, the person that did this probably takes us back to the homeless, we think. Uh, that hasn't been completely confirmed yet. But one look at his mugshot, and you've probably seen him ranting on a street corner somewhere because yeah. that's what he looks like. Yeah, does he look like a guy who pays rent? Austin Ice, does he D-I-S look, is his last name. Does he look like a homeowner to you? Like he saved up his money for years. Not even it. a renter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Because he looks like he belongs in one of those Skid Row housing uh, apartments. Yeah. A flop uh, house at best. Uh, he's completely unshaven. His hair is long and disheveled and curly. Looks like he hasn't had a bath or and, a night's rest. And, and, he, and he looks really stoned. And so uh, he had some kind of psychotic breakdown either caused by his mental illness, maybe schizophrenia, or he's on meth. But he went on a spree, boy. Yeah, so they believe he lives out of his car. But how it unfolded yesterday, he was in a Walmart in Simi Valley. Uh, Blake Trolley from KFI News got a chance to talk to an employee up there. And supposedly uh, he was not happy when he was asked as he wanted a receipt. He was in like the garden area of the Walmart, the garden center area. And he stabbed an employee apparently in the leg. Thankfully, uh, that person I'm sure will survive. Then supposedly he goes to his parents' house in Camarillo. Then an argument breaks out and they call the police. He takes off and he decides to drive to Thousand Oaks and run over these high school students. There are reports that he did at one time attend that high school. So. And they say it was intentional. I don't know how. Uh, yes, they, they are quite sure that he did this on purpose. And this was just part of his crazed spree. Apparently his car overturned, but I guess he wasn't hurt. I don't. I don't know. They've taken him into custody. There's obviously a huge bail number on him. 
Oh, so you? far, the GoFundMe has garnered more than $118,000 in oh. honor of uh, Wesley Welling. The family should be really proud. Yeah, I don't have anything from them I yet. Mean, he's, you know, he's basically a murderer here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I sure mean, at some what, point they'll talk to the media and try to explain their problems with this man who's 24. He's a man. And we believe there's probably mental illness, if not drug addiction, if not both, yeah. involved in this guy's plight. They're gonna, they charge him with murder, attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, resisting a police officer, and brandishing. And think, uh, uh, he, was li- he, he was experiencing homelessness. Yes. Uh, no a, fixed address is another new one, John. Awful, no fixed address? Oh, what an awful phrase. Is that another euphemism? How about if the journalists stop using those stupid phrases? He was a bum. He was a vagrant. We understand it's, that. Uh, was his, I'm uh, experiencing homelessness. It was his mother's birthday or something. And I, so he goes back to the house after stabbing somebody at Walmart. And that, that didn't go well. So they called yeah. the cops on him. What do you think the argument was? Probably there's a lot of arguments in that house right. with, with someone like this. I mean, you take one look at his photo and you see trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very disturbed looking. Yeah. Uh, he's, 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 pro- he's probably got some kind of psychosis illness. This is really and, shaking up the community up there in Thousand Oaks and the well, school. You know, um, maybe they ought to, uh, the, the whole generation up at Westlake ought to, uh, maybe, maybe they can get something new pushed through. Uh, m- mandatory um lockdown for uh mental mental health issues and and psychoses that it, it's a, a mandatory mental health center you get locked down in period you would, you would hope so yeah you know uh, kids like to jump on new crazes this is a good one this is a good new political cause that everybody should get behind you see a crazy person in the street living in his car he gets taken out and he's forced into a, a lockdown mental health facility and another sad story from the world of crime. Up in Pleasanton in Northern California, a Home Depot employee tried to stop a shoplifter, and he's dead. The shoplifter shot him to death. Yeah. Blake Mose, a loss prevention employee, loss was prevention. shot around 2 in the afternoon yesterday. He confronted a shoplifter inside the store. So now you know why people don't like to do that, even though that's part of their job. You never know what you're facing there. The no. The gun be- in this case. Because what you need is armed officers. That's what you need. They arrested 32-year-old Oakland resident Benicia Knapps. Not a loss prevention ambassador or a loss prevention social worker. So it was a woman that shot him, Benicia Knapps. Yeah. I used to live in Pleasanton many years ago. Was it no, pleasant there? It was very pleasant. It's gone to hell now? Mm, I guess so. I haven't been back in many years. Well, one Home Depot shooting doesn't mean it's gone to hell. but <laughs> It was a very pleasant area. Starts with one. It starts. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, the moist line is coming back day after tomorrow, so there's a quick heads up for you to leave your messages using the iHeartRadio app. Follow that app. But use the microphone icon to leave a message or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. On the subject of crime, if there's one story you got to read and pass around, it's been posted at CaliforniaGlobe.org by Michael Rushford, who was actually on our show last week to talk about another matter related to crime. Uh, he is the president of the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation because he titled it Gaslighting the Public. On recidivism, we are not punishing most property crimes in California. People don't even report them anymore. But he goes through what has been legislatively the downfall of the criminal justice system in California, beginning with Proposition 57, the Public Safety and Rehabilitation Act. According <laughs> listen, to a report published in the Sacramento Bee, recidivism went down. It comes from the <laughs> Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Well, the initiative allowed criminals convicted of so-called nonviolent crimes such as drug dealing or car theft, grand larceny and burglary to be released from prison early based upon their behavior while incarcerated. But the criminals prior convictions, even for murder or rape, not required to be considered to determine who's eligible and how much time off they would receive. <laughs> murder and rape, not even considered. They're old crimes. They're, they're just yeah, the they're latest old, crime. They're old murder. They're old rape. Yeah. But the big one that he gets to is wonderful AB 109, public safety realignment. We call it the prisoner dumping bill. Passed on a Democrat party line vote, this is back in 2011, 
with no committee hearings. It eliminates prison sentences for almost all property and drug crimes and required that existing property and drug felons coming out of prison receive light supervision on county probation rather than heavy supervision on state parole. So violent offenders released on parole who committed who violated parole conditions were put on probation. All released offenders subsequently convicted of drug dealing, most assault and domestic violence charges, oh, auto theft, burglary and grand larceny could only be sentenced to county jail, could not be sent back to state prison. So the corrections department doesn't keep data on these offenders. It only tallies the offenders who actually return to state see, prison. What, so do you see the trick? What they, this is important that what, you get this. What they did is they rigged it. When you when you're put on parole, all the crimes you commit on parole don't count anymore. They can't get you back in prison. They don't put you in prison for violating parole anymore. That list I gave you. And drug dealing, most assaults, domestic violence charges, auto theft, burglary, grand larceny. No, no, no. The county will take care of it. The state doesn't keep a record fact, of that because they're not coming back to state prison. What they did is the law meant roughly two-thirds of all felonies. So are when you hear these low crime third, numbers, it's BS. Roughly, it really is. Roughly two-thirds of all felonies are now ineligible for prison. And then they tell you that, well, look at that low rate of prisoners returning to prison. Yeah. Huh? Oh, How recidivism has dropped incredibly. This is all working. Wow. We let them out. They don't come back to prison because they took away two-thirds of the reasons to send them to prison. <laughs> and and notice the, the original report you mentioned, the Sacramento Bee. Of course they published it as is. The, the, the corrections oh, department yeah. created propaganda. Sent it to the Sacramento Bee, and the Bee dutifully publishes. Oh, because they're in the pocket of all the government workers. Oh, yeah. It's all their readers and crap. Yes, it's, but it, it's not news. It's, it's, pro not. it's propaganda. No, they rigged this. So the numbers would look better because we're not counting them anymore under AB 109. Yeah. But you so, think about that list. You So you commit a felony. You're let out early. And then all the other crimes you commit that violate per parole, you're never thrown in prison again. It would pretty much have to be rape or murder to get you maybe right. back sent back to state prison because you look at the rest of this list. And then uh, these domestic assault and uh, these, auto theft and burglary. These devious anarchists then run around and claim, and Gascon is one of these. They run around claiming, why, look at that. Why, it's I mean, working. Recidivism is way down. We're They're learning their lessons. Yes, you're geniuses. You stop calling crimes crimes. You stop arresting people for those crimes. And then you claim... That crime is way down. Well, yes, I guess it is, right? Because there aren't any crimes anymore on the books. Uh, and you know what? This works. Because much of the public's is asleep, and the rest of them can't really follow it. It gets too complicated. The last really piece of this is Proposition 47. The Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. We know about this one quite well. Most drug transactions and thefts of $950 or less are now just misdemeanors. As a result... Other than robberies and car thefts, people stopped reporting these crimes and police stopped arresting the offenders. I remember it's another way they rigged the numbers. I remember about 10 years ago this hit me. And we were talking to some guest. And I said, so the way they're going to reduce the crime rate is by stop classifying things as crimes. Right. Just stop prosecuting crimes. Stop arresting for crimes. And then the crime rate goes away. I remember whoever we were talking to said, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. And that's what they did. Ten years later, there aren't any more crimes. There aren't any more arrests. There's no more sentencing. We have Nirvana. Just look at walk around Los Angeles. It's Nirvana, right? It is. It's really wonderful. There aren't any problems. It's, it's, it's Pleasanton. This is <laughs> Pleasantville. It's Pleasanton. Yeah, Pleasanton where uh, somebody got murdered in a Walmart.
uh, worker, a security guard. Yeah. Got, got shot to death for trying to stop a shoplifter. Hey, when you were in Pleasanton, Deborah, did you go to the Walmart? I bet not. I did not. I know. She have, doesn't go to Walmart. Have you ever been in a Walmart? I have been in a Walmart. Yes, I have. Willingly, voluntarily? Or? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's where she gets the perfume. <laughs> no, that's not where I get the perfume. <laughs> Vegetables? No. <laughs> but really, check this out. CalGlobe, CaliforniaGlobe.com. Yeah. This is by Michael Rushford. And and really, send this article to all you your know, doubters, people that argue with you. Oh, you're making up the crime statistics. Things are way down. Recidivism's way down. Is, uh, it's is, working. Is Michael, no, we just don't count a lot of the crimes anymore. Is Michael Rushford the only adult who's actually publishing the truth? Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't see this in any of the newspapers. I don't see this on television. I don't hear this on the radio. I don't see this on internet news sites. I don't see this anywhere. It's true. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Oh, the school in Washington State, a middle school, yeah. uh, they were playing a licking game, licking marshmallow cream off of each other. What? Born in oh, the wrong the other, era. Uh, either side of two clear plexiglass panes at the same time during a competition. That's just weird. Oh, so it wasn't off each other's bodies. No, they did use some sort of... You know, I don't want to lick plexiglass either. I did. Where do they come up with this? Is this TikTok crap? Where's yeah, this stuff probably. There's so much stupid stuff on TikTok. I mean, enormously stupid stuff. <clears throat> I, I, well, Mind-boggling. Maybe we'll crush it, and uh, we'll tell the Chinese, get out of here with your TikTok, right? I don't know. I, do I, I think we should let the Chinese destroy us. I think they're onto something. All right, so a story yesterday that got really a lot of attention, a lot of media coverage. Uh, I stared at it for a while, then I looked it up, and I said, you've got to be kidding me. We all know about California's high-speed rail, don't we? And that really doesn't have much to do with this, except... Uh, well, we'll be heading down the same road with part of the story. And, of course, that whole thing is a complete boondoggle, as we call it, a brown doggle, because Jerry Brown was a big fan of high-speed rail, which is now heavily in debt. This idea comes from a Newport Beach company, a startup, called DreamStar. They want to have a nightly first-class train between San Francisco and Los Angeles. It would leave L.A. at 10 p.m., and would arrive in San Francisco at 8.30 or so in the morning. Now, number one, that's a long time. That's 10 and a half hours. Um, I don't know who'd want to do that. They are, it is a sleeping car situation. Tickets are anywhere from $300 to $1,000. So it's, I looked at this and said, who would want to do this? Unless you're just a big fan of trains, I think, think so. Cool? Train geeks will, uh, you know, like Joe Biden. Are there take. enough of them though to support no, something like no, this? No, it's a dumb idea. The, the, but it's I thought it, this was really dumb, and no uh, one said that, so I am. No, I, I second it uh, because I know you can go to San Francisco uh, for forty nine dollars if you buy uh, the ticket in advance. And you can, you're talking about the plane. The plane, yeah. I just can, looked one up. There was even a first class ticket available for like one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh yeah. Even even that, day so of, that gives you a little more comfort. Even day of flying, uh, like during the week, you can get ninety nine dollars. Yes, it, th th this is ridiculous. 
So they would only be marketing to train geeks who think it's really cool to uh, have a sleeping car. And I guess if you're on the low end, like the $300 ticket, I wonder if you'd have a bunkmate. They're going to have, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Imagine sharing a car with so, another guy who wants to take a train overnight. Uh, they're going to have first-class staterooms, private Yeah, bathrooms. this is supposed to be high-end. It would have to be if it cost you $1,000 to take a train ride to San Francisco. Executive Which, class. by the way, yeah, a flight is 40-something minutes. You're on this train for 10 and a half hours. How many stops is it going to make? How slow is it going? Um, real slow. You could drive a car up there, right? Well, to Los if, Angeles, San if it Francisco, takes how many hours? If it, if it takes... Oh, ten and a half hours. You, oh, you can drive up there in about five and a half. All right, so it's twice as long. I guess it's they're stopping along the way to pick up other first-class tw- people. Twice as long and, 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 and ten times as long as a flight and three times as expensive as a flight. Exactly. So this is completely <laughs> counterintuitive. <laughs> is it not? Uh, yeah. We said that was the problem with high-speed rail because they were going to charge I think, well, a couple hundred dollars for a ticket it's, and get a rail ticket, a plane ticket cheaper. It's not just a uh, a problem. It's a deal killer. This doesn't the, – the, the, the bad economics of train travel is what will kill all these ideas if they ever got them off the ground. And I don't, I don't think they will because if this is a private company, who's going to fund this nonsense? I, that's, they say that's what they're doing next, is lining up funding yeah. and staffing. Yeah, when when are they going to try to uh, like get a piece of the high-speed rail money, maybe? they. <laughs> oh, no, well, this is not a public thing. They can't have any of that. This is private. Yeah? There's no government involved in this. <laughs> Depends on your campaign donations. They... <laughs> uh, it, it, it could be. They're looking for a... a I mean, they, they stopped service... In 1968, L.A. to San Francisco, it it was already not feasible 55 years ago. a long train ride. I mean, that was the, the, quote, supposed appeal of high-speed road. It's going to be very fast, 200 miles an hour, so you can get there in just a few hours. But back then, you're right, it was not. There was one other train that went from Sacramento, stopped in Oakland, and on to L.A. That lasted two years in the 1980s. Well, it, it's a waste of time. Well, that's why I was shocked that this got so much media attention. Like, isn't that a great idea? You know, and, and train trips are good for... Because about- you can sleep. You'll just sleep and you'll wake up and you'll be there. But honestly, 10 and a half hours to go a few hundred miles? Yeah, it's it's not... Uh, it's it, not. Well, it's their money if they want to uh, blow Jerry it Brown bad. might do it, right? You know what? There's probably idiot venture capitalists who'll throw, uh, throw money at it. Well, that's the thing. Since it's a private venture, I don't really care if it succeeds or doesn't succeed, as long as it's not using tax money. Because the the, the train they're planning to to go from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, that's also private. That's not a government thing either. So I don't care no. what happens with these projects because no. it's not my tax money. High speed rail to Las Vegas seems like it has some uh, some use there. Yeah, but you have to figure out how to get to Victorville first. So that is the downside. They have to get have to get there to get the train that goes to Vegas and land somewhere in Vegas. I guess near the Strip. I don't know, but uh, that's the, the downside of that one. That you'd have to park your car somewhere if you live anywhere in L.A. and drive up to Victorville and park your car and then get on that train, which makes I think a couple of stops before it gets to to Vegas. But it sounds like you know it'd be more comfortable because that, I mean anyone. That drives back and forth to Vegas. First of all, I think you're insane these days unless you're doing it at two in the morning. That 15 freeway. That's uh, I know people that drive and they're saying Sunday 
you, if you don't leave at like five in the morning, you're, you're just dead trying to come back to L.A. from yeah. Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By, by late morning, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a parking lot. So there's just uh, they're adding lanes though. Last oh, time I went up the 15, it seems like they they were they were adding uh, some construction, like 20 lanes. The way I, I don't remember exactly where though. Uh, Conway's here. Hey now. Oh, hey now. Uh, all right. Well, we got a show. We got a plenty of. Yeah, I bet you do. You're he, gonna have in to. In fact, he's just discovering it now. <laughs> Is that right? He's looking at it. Yeah, he's looking at the at the, uh, the list. things he won't talk about. Yeah, G- right. give me a minute. Uh, Toy- list. Toyota is moving forward with. The- Have they ever given you a joke list? Nah, it's, it's it all anyway? it's all serious crap, man. All right, you I know. know. When I was in the evening, I could I had a lot of fun, and now it's all just serious news crap. Mm. Can you guys go back to this time slot? I was going to say he wants to take four to seven back. <laughs> I'll go seven to ten, and put Mo on one to four. <laughs> go to 4 a.m. Hey, Robin's not here. Let's try it out. Oh, yeah, that's right. We <laughs> can do sub- a lot of experimenting. Go, sub- <laughs> go submit your plan. Okay. Uh, we have, um, I, I don't know, the NASA thing came down, right? The big satellite. The satellite. Yeah, yeah. it's coming down. It's going to wipe people out. And then Netflix announces that it's going to end DVDs sent to your home. Sorry, John, you'll have to go to uh, streaming. I, I, I heard that story. It's like, is it really anybody left that still takes DVDs through the mail? I'm, I'm still on VHS. Paper, right? <laughs> you remember what the hassle was to program one of those things? Like yes. you want to tape something? Yeah, I never. Oh, the VCR. It. Yeah, it yeah. took like nine hours to figure out. Yeah. How and what to was do the it? thing that was competing? Betamax was it? Oh, Betamax? Betamax was great. Yeah, then they had the large laser discs. Right. That remember never we had took TiVo off. too. Remember TiVo? Oh, TiVo was great. I loved TiVo. <laughs> but at the end, when I canceled TiVo, when you know the you know uh, modern technology you know wiped out TiVo, it was like a tsunami. Streaming has wiped out everything. Right. But I said to the guys at TiVo, I don't need this box anymore. It really doesn't do anything for me. He goes, well, we'll sell it to you for $100. You don't have to pay 29 bucks a month. It'll be yours. I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. And I bought it and put it in the trash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if it's still around. Is TiVo still around? I don't know. I, I don't know. Remember Devo? But the uh, the group Devo? Devo? Oh, d- yes. Whip It. Oh, yeah. Whip It. Whip It, whip it Good, right? <laughs> Isn't it whip it good? See how this works, John? Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. That's why they give him a list, but he goes off on 10 tangents. With with a guy locked in a mental institution. (laughs) Devo? Hey, you remember Devo? How about Steve-O? That's Steve Allen, Steve-O? I I guess uh, much... I'm like, I'm caught in a hit and run. Wasn't that a a lyric of... uh, Who who was that... uh, Who's the judge on... Uh, oh, we're in the home now. Oh, God. Damn, it's not did good. You, it's not good. Did you, did you have a smoke? Uh, Anybody have this medication? No, no. I'm not even on medication. No? And this is uh, You didn't me. do a little puff out in the parking lot or no, something? No, I don't Oh, when you start talking songs, you, I get interested. I no, to identify old songs. You know what? It was, who is the judge, the crazy judge on America uh, has got talent or... Not America's got talent. America... Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Aaron, what's the... What's that crazy lady's name we were talking about? Paula Abdul? Yeah. Paula Abdul. All right, so Paula Abdul wrote that song, you know, Are We Going to Be For It Together or Am I Just Caught in a Hit and Run? Oh, I remember that lyric. Oh, Straight Up. Straight Up, yeah. Straight Up, Now Tell Me. Now Tell Me, is it going to be you and me forever? Or am I I caught up in a hit and run? That's it. Right. And I think nice she, duet, by the way. Guys. But thank you. I think she's been caught up in a lot of hit and runs. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> My Dig dog. It My really guess. is time to. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> Where's the exit? Uh, All right. Crusher's doing the new three hours of this. Yeah, we love it. Oh, crap. All right. Uh, you can do one to four a.m. <laughs> <laughs>
Crozing that the news live from the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.